Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West, and it's your birthday. It's my birthday. Welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal podcast on this February the 7th of 2023. You gotta light them up before they burn it down. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Steadfast and Laws podcast, and it is brought to you by our dear friends at the United States Concealed Carry Association. The United States Concealed Carry Association literally helps to save lives. Let me explain. The USCCA is a membership association that provides self-defense education, training, and peace of mind to over 500,000 responsibly armed Americans nationwide. Click learn more below right now if you're ready to start your journey as one of them. When you activate your membership, you'll get access to self-defense education, life-saving training, and self-defense liability insurance. These resources are literally life-saving, and the United States Concealed Carry Association has first-person testimonies proving it. With your membership, you'll get access to hundreds of hours of training videos, articles, checklists, guides, and more. You'll be able to get instant, up-to-date information about everything from gun laws to ammo types to home defense, self-defense drills. And best of all, is 100% risk-free with the United States Concealed Carry Association's money-back bulletproof guarantee. That means that if you decide the USCCA isn't for you, simply call to request a prompt and courteous refund. So what are you waiting for? Click Learn More below right now. And just as a reminder and a legal disclaimer, the USCCA is not an insurance company. A policy has been issued to the USCCA by Universal Fire and Casualty Insurance Company. That policy provides the association and its members with self-defense liability insurance subject to the terms, conditions, limitations, and exclusions of the policy. And also with your membership, you get this awesome magazine, Conceal Carry, And you can see here the story of Billy Coward on the front page. This is why you need to have this coverage. Because as I was recently talking to a young man over in Mesquite, Texas, he was charged with shooting someone that broke into his own home. They said that he left the blinders open so that his living room and his nice big screen TV and everything else could be seen. So he actually enticed and coaxed someone to come in and rob his home. That's why you need USCCA. Because right now in the United States of America, people are making the victims of crime the real criminals instead of the criminals who are committing the crimes being the ones who should be incarcerated. So thank you so much to USCCA for sponsoring the Steadfast and Loyal podcast. We'll be right back. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as you can see, you know, we're taping our podcast and it just happens to be my 62nd birthday. And thanks so much 
to my producer, Chad, and his wife, Karen, for this beautiful, lovely cake. Got a little Tennessee orange on it and this nice balloon here. And I thought that we try to make this a festive atmosphere for this podcast taping, this monologue, because it is my birthday, and I have a lot to be thankful for. 62 years here in the greatest nation that the world has ever known. 22 of those 62 years were spent in a uniform serving this great nation. And even if you consider the fact that I started wearing a uniform as a sophomore in high school at Henry Grady High School. Oh, by the way, you know what I found out recently? My high school is no longer the same. See, some woke people in Atlanta, Georgia, decided that Henry W. Grady was a white supremacist. So they couldn't have a high school named after him. So now, I don't know. The high school that I graduated from is now called Midtown High School. See, it's an amazing thing in what we see happening in our world today how history is being changed right before our eyes. Because some people want to not just revise history, but to really eradicate it. And that's what this whole cultural Marxism is about. You know, when I read about how our college and university students are being told that they cannot graduate unless they take diversity, equity, and inclusion classes and social justice classes. Why? Is that going to make them a better chemist, make them a better uh, engineer? Are they going to be a better uh, marketing executive because they took this DEI, social justice stuff? This is what's going on in our country. See, my mom and daddy sent me to the University of Tennessee for two reasons. To get my education, get my bachelor's degree, and get my commission as an officer in the United States Army. That was it. They did not send me there to be indoctrinated. And as a matter of fact, I heard someone say that we've gone from indoctrination now to brainwashing. When they are telling people that you can't graduate unless you take these courses in this cultural Marxist dogma. 62 years, and this is what we've come to in the United States of America. 62 years. And, you know, this little balloon here. There's a really big balloon that was traversing across the United States of America. And I would have never thought in my life that we would allow our number one geopolitical foe to have a balloon, a surveillance balloon, an intelligence gathering balloon. Don't give me this mess about it was a weather balloon. If the Chinese Communist Party wants to know about the weather here in the United States of America and patterns, tune in to weather.com. Or look at the Weather Channel. It can give you all the forecast data that you need. And to try to think that we're so stupid in the United States of America to tell us that this balloon of yours drifted off course, but oh, by the way, it just happened to hover above a military installation where we have missile silos, intercontinental ballistic missile silos. Nah, I'm not buying that. But what is even more distressing and disturbing in my 62 years, to hear a commanding general of NORAD, 
Now, NORAD is supposed to be the ones who watch our airspace, to keep us safe here in the United States of America. One too long ago, NORAD was tracing and tracking Santa Claus. But now they can't track this balloon, a spy balloon. And you listen to the commanding general of NORAD when he had an interview response to Jennifer Griffin of Fox News. He said, well, the, the, we didn't think the balloon posed any type of hostile threat to us. Because she asked him, why didn't you take this thing down up there around Alaska, the Aleutian Islands? See, that's the exact same excuse. That's the exact same reasoning and rationale that they used for rules of engagement over in Afghanistan and Iraq when people were going out and laying IEDs in the middle of the night. We'd see them. We'd have scout helicopters up. We've had Apache helicopters up, and they had them on their video cam, and they'd ask for permission to engage them. You know, someone on the side of a road with a cylindrical item with little wires poking out of it And they're digging a hole to put that cylindrical item in there. That's not corn. That's a bomb. Now, why would someone be putting a bomb on the side of the road in the middle of the night? But no, they would tell us that you can't engage them because you don't know what their intent is. and They're not showing any hostility. See, that type of mentality is the reason why we had a Chinese spy balloon traverse across the United States of America. Now, you know, maybe if that Chinese spy balloon was violating pronouns, we would have engaged it earlier because that seems to be the focus of our military right now. All again, this woke cultural Marxism, gender dysphoria, and things of this nature. And a missile? I don't think we needed a missile. You know, most of our aircraft, combat aircraft, have 20-millimeter cannons on them. And all it takes is just a couple of 20-millimeter bullet holes in the balloon, and it'll start to lose altitude, and it'll slowly descend down to the to the earth. And as, as a matter of fact, you can put a couple of holes in, see what the rate of descent is. You need a couple of more holes, put a couple more holes in there to see what the rate of descent is. You could have done that. And over Alaska, maybe you would have heard a moose. But don't sit here and tell me that there's nothing we can do. We're going to watch this thing just float all across the United States of America. And if you don't think that the, the surveillance equipment on this spy balloon was updating real-time data and sending it back to the Communist Chinese Party, I'll call them the Chai Coms. You're delusional. So when you shoot it down over the Atlantic Ocean, they got what they needed to get. And furthermore, you shot it down over the ocean, so most of the stuff is going to drift to the bottom of the sea. Wouldn't it have been better if you put some bullet holes in it over land? I think it's a little bit easier to recover and to isolate than now we're worried about where it is all across the bottom of the ocean. Oh, by the way, you have that current, that Atlantic current that comes up through there. 
Now people are being told if you see something that washes up on the shore, don't touch it, leave it alone, just call it in. So it's going to be all over the place, all because we didn't have the courage, the competence, the will, the determination to put some bullet holes in that balloon as early as possible. Should have never reached the lower 48. But in my 62 years, that's what it's come to. I remember as a little kid, you know, the Cuban Missile Crisis. JFK. He took care of business. And this was the Soviets trying to put missiles there in Cuba. I used to live in South Florida. If you go down to Key West on a nice, clear night, you can almost see the lights of Cuba not too far away. But yet, here we are now. In my 62nd year of living in this country, allowing a Chinese spy balloon to traverse across this nation. I mean, even in World War II, we knew that there were German U-boats that were off the Atlantic coast. We sunk them when we found them. But no, today, something's different. The weakness that we are showing on the international stage will really hurt us in a big way. And it's continued to build. We're emboldening, we're encouraging our enemies. The debacle in Afghanistan. In my 62 years, I would have never thought that I'd see something like that. A president, a commander-in-chief, a secretary of defense, a chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, putting Americans, soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines in harm's way to the point where 13 of them lost their lives when they didn't have to. China now has occupied Bagram Air Base, one of the most strategic air bases in the world that we had and we could have used to extract our allies, those special immigration visa holders, interpreter translators, their families, and Americans, and other allies. But no, the weakness continues. And so here we are, 7 February 2023, my 62nd birthday. And I was just thinking about, you know, what will I do tonight for my birthday? Will I maybe watch a little bit of college hoops, basketball? Because I really love college sports. I'm really concerned that college sports is starting to get like the professional sports, all these uh, transfer portals and NIL deals and things of this nature. No one ever thought of that. You talk to, to people here who are SMU alumni, and they got the death penalty for their football program for things a lot less than what we see happening with these NIL deals and transfer portals and everything. But that's another subject for another day. Tonight is Joe Biden's State of the Union address, his second one. And I'm really asking myself, should I close out my birthday, my 62nd birthday, watching the State of the Union address? I don't know. Because what I think is going to happen is Joe Biden is going to come out and give us an incredible performance. He is the arsonist that is now masquerading as the volunteer firefighter. 
Now y'all saying, Carl, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Joe Biden has just lit fires all over the United States of America. He's lit a fire to our economic security. He's lit a fire to our inflation. He's lit a fire to the gasoline prices, undermining our oil and gas industry. He's lit a fire to our border security. We can't even protect ourselves in the air or on land with all the millions that have come across the border and a spy balloon traversing across this country. He's lit a fire to our domestic security. I mean, he could call off all these George Soros district attorneys and say, stop releasing these criminals back out onto the streets. He's lit a fire under trying to destroy our Second Amendment rights with this ATF going out there and putting out all these rules. We're not people that are supposed to be ruled over. We're supposed to be governed. We're supposed to have constitutional governance. Last time I checked, the Second Amendment of the Ten Amendments, which are the Bill of Rights, says that a well-regulated militia, that means us, well-regulated, trained. I've said this before, being necessary to the security of a free state. So why do you want to disarm me when I am necessary for the security of a free state? Therefore, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. But he's taken a, a torch to that as well. So tonight at the State of Union address, he's going to come out and be the volunteer firefighter that says, I'm here to save the day. I'm here to put out the fires. Look at what I've done. Inflation was 1.4%, Mr. Biden, when you took over. And to tell us, oh, it's down from 9.1% to high 6%, it's still outpacing wages in America. People are losing money. You want to come out and talk about the, the gas prices? Oh, by the way, you've been draining our strategic petroleum reserve, 40-year lows. You've even been selling it to the country that just flew a balloon, a spy balloon over the United States of America. That's why I think you're compromised, brother. Because how can you do that to our strategic petroleum reserve that is there for emergency situations to try to cover your failed energy policies. You know, here in Texas, we just had another one of those ice storm things last week. Wind, turbines, solar panels froze over again. We experienced that in an even worse way two years ago. So trying to push us to all this green energy, all this renewable stuff, let's just take advantage of the resources, the energy resources that we have here. We were once energy independent. We're not anymore, sir, because you're going over and begging the Saudis. You're going to beg Venezuela and everybody else. Again, we look weak. So I guess tonight Mr. Biden's going to come out and talk about a jobs report that he just had. That's very fine. But here in Texas, 5,000 people that work for Dell Computers just got laid off. Something bad's coming. Everybody feels it. Maybe you haven't been to the grocery store lately, Mr. President. Maybe you should. To look at the price of eggs, look at the price of milk, look at the price of bread. Maybe you should go and fill up a gas pump, a gas tank at the gas pump, and see how much it costs. You can stand there in the people's house 
and you can deliver a speech. You can try to make it seem like you're the one that's out there taking care of everything. You did not reduce the deficit. I mean, the fact that we're not spending as much money because of COVID, which you said that the COVID pandemic is over. You said that on 60 Minutes. But yet you're still trying to push us in all these COVID restrictions and keep us in an emergency state. And oh, by the way, uh, Governor Abbott, you're doing the same thing here in Texas. Cut it out with these COVID emergency powers. Once again, we're not supposed to be ruled over. We're supposed to be governed. You want to talk about the state of our union? I remember once upon a time when I could sit down and watch the Grammys with my parents as a little kid. Can't do that now. Even though my daughters are 29, 26, I'm too embarrassed to watch it. I certainly wouldn't sit there and allow my grandson, Jackson, even though he's 21 months old, I don't want him exposed to that. And speaking of him being 21 months old, I remember sitting down and watching all of those nice little Disney shows, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Aladdin, uh, Pocahontas, Little Mermaid, all of those shows. But now Disney has come out with this cartoon version, 1619. When was it Disney's job to get involved in this cultural Marxism? America was founded on July the 4th of 1776, not 1619. I mean, the question going through my head, do I watch the State of the Union address tonight? I will tell you something, I'm really tussling. Do I ever want to take Jackson to Disney land or Disney world? I'll take him to universal parks. I'll take him to, you know, some water park, but I'm not going to take him to a place where these leftist cultural Marxists are trying to set a fire to my nation and pit us against each other. The State of the Union is from top to bottom in just about every aspect of our country in trouble. The media, entertainment industry, academia, and academia now, like I said, I cannot believe that they're forcing kids to take this cultural Marxism classes under the guise of social justice. You want to teach them something about justice, have them read the essay, The Law, by Frederick Bastiat. Give them a test on that. But if they're able to pass their core classes and their functional classes, being whatever discipline that they're studying in, don't tell them they have to learn about diversity, equity, and inclusion. What are you going to do, give them a participation trophy as well? So when Joe Biden comes out tonight and he tries to make it seem like everything is rosy and sunshine, it is not. And the people know it. And I really do believe that there's going to be a very, very few people that watch this State of Union address. They're going to be political pundits, news types and whatever. They'll have to watch it because they have to cover it. But I'm sure they're wishing, man, I wish I could be like Colonel West and just flip over to college basketball tonight because at least with college basketball I don't know 
when there's zeros on the scoreboard, I don't know what the score is going to be. I know what the score is going to be at the end of Joe Biden's State of the Union address. The state of this union is pathetic. It's weak. It's in disarray. You can sit up and talk about Republicans are in chaotic situation. They're not. Because what they did is they eradicated the House rules of Nancy Pelosi and they got it back to constitutional governance House rules. And yeah, 20 of them stood up and fought for that. But the House GOP is even stronger and better because of it. 41% of people out there, Mr. Biden, said that they're not as good, better off as they were two, maybe two and a half years ago economically. They're not. 58% of your party has said that they don't want you to run for re-election. And the person that you have is the vice president, the clown that's supposed to be down on our border, the czar, who has just recently said that Congress needs to fix the border. <laughs> I thought it was her job. I thought you gave it to her. That's where the real chaos is. The chaos comes from the fact that a Chinese spy balloon traversed across this country. The chaos comes from the fact that we had the worst military debacle ever. You go back to World War II, Dunkirk was a rallying point. Afghanistan is something that we need to forget. Sadly, you had more civilians doing what was necessary. Chad Robichaud that we had on our podcast. You had more civilians doing what was necessary to get the right people out of Afghanistan that you abandoned. So, no, I won't be spoiling my birthday, my 62nd celebration of God giving life to me here on this earth. No, I'm not going to watch the State of the Union address because I know what it's all about. It's about lies, deception, and deceiving the American people. It's all about manipulating and changing definitions of things like a recession that we know we're on the precipice of a very bad one. It's about sitting around and hearing you talk about you came into a very bad economy. No, you didn't. We were humming along. Energy independent. More money in people's pockets. Businesses were thriving. You can blame it on the COVID all you want. But we shouldn't have shut people's lives and businesses down. And members of your party are still seeking to do that. But our borders not secure. Our airspace, it seems, is not secure. Our economic security, we're not secure. Our domestic security, we're not secure. And oh, by the way, folks, that's why I got me this really cool Glock 43X modular optical system with an RMSC red dot sight. I had a Glock 43X but I wanted an optical sight on it and I'm really nailing it now because I have to protect myself, my family. I have to protect my life, my liberty and my property. 
Those are the natural rights that I have. Those are the natural rights that Joe Biden and his minions of the progressive socialist left, they seek to undermine and take away from us. Let me close by just letting you know about something. It was uh, some years ago, decade ago or so, when I was in Congress, that everyone got upset when I said that there are 75 to 80 socialist communists in the United States Congress. You can't say that. You're the new McCarthy, rah, rah, rah. But when you talk about their policies, when you talk about what they believe in, when you talk about their philosophy of governance, wealth redistribution, nationalizing economic production, creating and expanding a welfare nanny state, a dependency society, social egalitarianism, which they're calling equity now, and then this secular humanism, yeah, that's who they are. Vladimir Lenin said that the end goal of socialism is communism. But everyone was up in arms when the freshman congressman from Florida, the old Army lieutenant colonel, called him out. Well, last week in the United States House of Representatives, there was a vote on a resolution, a resolution to denounce socialism in the United States of America. Some 86 Democrats voted against that resolution. Fourteen others voted present. That tells me all I need to know about the state of our union. Because in my 62 years of being in this great nation, I would have never thought that we would ever have elected officials who would not denounce socialism. That's why I'm not going to watch the State of the Union Address because I'm not going to watch progressive socialists and leftists jump up and down and clap about being the arsonists who are seeking to burn down the greatest nation that the world has ever known. Steadfast and loyal. Before they burn it down